tired of the everyday grind? Want to get away from it all? Descent into paradise. Florida. Greetings, everybody, from sunny Florida. Here's wishing you the best of everything. And it's my personal belief that the best of everything comes from right down here. All right. Well, hello, everybody. This is Steph from JustTodayInParadise.com, and welcome to episode two of Just a Podcast in Paradise, the show where we introduce you to our favorite local spots in the Sunshine State, offer up some old Florida history lessons, and ultimately help you plan for your very own day or days in paradise. With all there is to see, do, and experience, we truly believe that Florida is a vacationer's wonderland. Whether you're traveling as a couple, a family, or taking a trip with friends, we've got your back. Each week we will be choosing a spot on the map and we'll go in-depth on what you can expect from that particular destination and how to maximize your time while you're there. I will also be inviting on members of our Day in Paradise crew, or our DIP crew as we call them, to join us as we take a virtual tour of all the best places. Also, guys, it wouldn't be happy hour with a little snack or a cold beverage to wash it down with. So every episode, we're going to whip up a little something for you guys and provide you the links to the recipes in our show notes so you can pull up a chair and enjoy them with us at home. Remember, if you're listening to us in the car, don't drink and drive. There will be plenty of time to party once you're at your destination. So for today's episode, we made some Caribbean-style egg rolls and a little twist on a rum punch from our friends at Frenchie's Rockaway Grill in Clearwater Beach. So kick up your feet, throw on your shades, and let's take a trip to paradise. Cool. All right, so today we have on four members of our dip crew. We've got Garrett. What's up, Garrett? Yo, what's up? Nothing, just hanging out. I've got my tank on so I can pretend like I'm at the beach. Yeah, I was going to take my shirt off, but I don't know. It's just weird inside. (laughs) It is kind of weird inside. It's different. Uh, We also have Megan. Hey, everybody. Just trying not to lose my mind in quarantine. (laughs) That's right. This will help. I feel like it'll help. Or make it worse. We'll see. And then uh, we have someone that we haven't met yet. We have Sarah, or the welcoming committee, as we like to call her. Hello, Sarah. Hey, hey. Hi. So last time we got to know Megan and Garrett a little bit better, but this time we need to get to know you. So we gave you the nickname, the welcoming committee. What explain to me what that means? Well, of course, this was given to me, but I feel like the reason why it was is because everywhere we go, I'm always smiling and saying hello to basically any person that's around us are many onlookers. <laughs> yes, we always draw a crowd. Yeah, because we're having fun. So anyways, I try to welcome them to the fun. Awesome, cool. Well, we're so happy to have you, and uh, we're going to get to little know a little bit more about you as we go on. Uh, so today, let's explain what we're snacking and drinking on. So Sarah, we are still in quarantine. I believe you are also isolated and have been for a little bit. How are you holding up? You know, I'm doing okay. I think that uh, acclimating back to humanity is going to be tough. <laughs> I know. It is going to be weird. <laughs> but, you know, the, the cocktails will help. So um, so when we finally get you live in the studio, we will make you a drink. But uh, today we are recreating 
the punch from Frenchies in Clearwater. Have any of you guys been to Clearwater before? Been to Clearwater, but not Frenchies. Not Frenchies. Okay, so Frenchies is my absolute favorite. It's right on the beach, and they make this thing called Frenchies Punch. So it's got watermelon pucker. It's got rum, pineapple juice. What else? Grenadine. And it calls for a blackberry puree, but... You know, you don't always have blackberry puree in isolation. So I put some fresh watermelon in there. Uh, I sent it over to Garrett and Megan. What do you guys think? Um, Really good. I can taste the alcohol a little bit, but it's pretty good. I've had a lot of watermelon seeds. It's sweet. <laughs> it's not too sweet. It's got an interesting flavor. It's kind of unique. I really like it. Yeah. yeah. So picture this with your toes in the sand and the sunset over the, the Gulf Coast. Do you see it? I like that. Yeah, I like that. I that. Sick. So we also made some Caribbean style egg rolls. So at Frenchies, they have one of my absolute favorite appetizers. They're called grouper egg rolls. And I didn't have any grouper, so I put chicken. And Sarah, let me walk you through this. Let me paint you a little picture. So I made the egg rolls. Garrett and Megan live right down the street from me. I wanted them to be able to experience this with me. So I thought nobody likes a stale, soggy egg roll, right? Definitely not. Right. So I was like, hey, do you guys want to fry these up yourself so you can have the right off the stove experience? And they were like, yeah, right. So I packaged them up, left them on the front porch. Megan and Garrett swing by to pick them up. And, uh, you know, a couple hours went by and I didn't hear anything. (laughs) So I'm like, what happened? Like I made them special. I was eager to know how they like them. And come to find out that Garrett ate two uncooked egg rolls. (laughs) there's a reason there's a reason please explain to us the reason so they got real soft and they got stuck to each other so when we tried to put them in the fryer they like clinged to each other and fell apart only two were fried and they were fantastic so fantastic that garrett was not gonna let the ones that fell apart be left uneaten i also i also burnt the roof of my mouth on one of the fried ones So lesson but learned, I'll fry them I next time myself. That's good. They're really so, yeah. Oh my god. Dedication. Yeah, I you love guys it. Were I so, love you it. guys were so like brought back about me eating raw egg rolls. Like everything's cooked other than the dough. Not- that is true. It's <laughs> like a tortilla. I just can't picture like the texture of an uncooked egg roll wrapper. A taco. A soft taco. Yeah. Taco. No. <laughs> okay. Much softer than that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Call her right. out, Megan. That's it. Yeah, so uh, so don't come to us. Go to Frenchies if you really want a good egg roll. So, uh, <laughs> so today we're going to be spending some time at the beach, going over some of the history of Florida beaches and what makes them so special. And then we're going to share some of our favorite beach memories. So, guys, do you want to guess what state has the most coastline in the United States. I think we're on I'm it. guessing Florida. False. Alaska, but we're second. What? Boo. <laughs> and I don't know. Well, I've never like been to Alaska, but I don't really weather. think. Yeah, exactly. Not much beaching there. Yeah, you can maybe go ice fishing. I don't know a lot about Alaska, but I think you'd prefer to be on the coastline in Florida if you're trying to go to the beach. Yeah. So we have 1,350 miles of coastline, but not all beaches are created equal. So I went on to the internets and I tried to find out what 
were the top beaches in the state. So things like Key West came up, St. Augustine came up, Pensacola, and of course Miami Beach is pretty infamous. So have have you guys been to any beaches in any of those cities? Those are the top five cities that came up everywhere I Googled for beaches that you want to visit. Pensacola, Miami, what else was it? Pensacola, Miami, St. Augustine, and Key West. Yeah. Key West. Um, I mean, I've been to... Gosh. Sorry, as you went to Key West, where else? Key West and uh, Miami, South Beach. Yep. Same. I've so, only been to Key West. You've been to Miami? I've been to Miami with you. Not the beach. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I guess that that's a good point. You never went, you never went to the beach. So, Party um, Miami. <laughs> that's true. So it was pretty cool to find out that Key West is actually one of the oldest beach towns in the entire country. So if you visit there, you can see that there's still this huge historic district. It's got all those Civil War era forts and like the old wooden Key West style homes. And what makes Key West special is that pirates used to go there. And ships used to try to navigate the waters of the keys they wouldn't do so well there's a lot of lighthouses around there to try to bring ships in and what would happen is that these pirates these uh ships that were bringing goods and so forth uh to the states they would crash they would capsize they would wreck and all the locals would go out and be like uh we'll save you but it's gonna cost you all your stuff and key west quickly became the wealthiest city in the united states uh, so there's a lot of cool history there. And then we have St. Augustine. You guys know what St. Augustine is famous for? Yeah. Tell us. Uh, does, doesn't it have, like, the oldest fort in America there? Um, I went there in eighth grade. I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> you should have been taking notes to prepare for this Yeah, episode. exactly. I, I didn't realize this podcast was going to happen yet. <laughs> It's it's the oldest beach in the U.S. maybe or something like that or something, something like, like that. Yeah, it's, it's actually old, the, old. It's the old old. It's oldest town. They claim to have the most historic beach town. Uh, so one of the first beach towns around. Uh, it also famous for the Fountain of Youth, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Spanish came in, settled. Uh, arguably one of the first European. Uh, beach settlements in the United States. So a lot of history there as well. And then I think it, when people think about Florida, they think about Miami Beach. Uh, so Megan brings up a good point, right? A lot of people go to Miami, but not everyone gets to enjoy the beach. Did you know that Miami Beach is not in its natural state? Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't, right? Uh, so Miami Beach uh, actually just used to be a sandbar and a mangrove ridge. And somebody by the name of John S. Collins uh, bought the whole area, developed it. And, you know, if you've been driving down Miami Beach and you have all those hot restaurants, right? Like Ceviche 105 that we love so much. What's the other one? What's that Persian place or what the heck is it called? Biblos, right? Biblos. All those are on Collins Avenue, right? So John S. Collins, Collins Avenue. Uh, so that's a little history about Miami Beach. So let's get into what's happening now. Where are your favorite beaches? We've been stuck in the house for three and a half weeks. What beach would you want to be at right now if you could? Mm, that's hard. Um, 
if I wanted to be active and like have like a lot of fun in the water and stuff, I would go mm-hmm. to West Palm Beach. I went body surfing there when I was senior in high school. What is body surfing? Do you just use your belly? Body as a board. Yeah, you're just on your stomach. <laughs> um, we were we went there for a music festival in West Palm. Uh, Sunfest, shout out Sunfest. Go oh, there if Sunfest. you can. It's pretty yeah, cheap, but it's a really good festival. We went there and there was rip current. And no one was in the water other than us who had had too many and uh, started going body surfing and rip current. And it was really dangerous, but we had a blast doing it. Um, but if it was something more calm or something like that, I would do Sanibel Island. Mm. I mean, I've been to Sanibel so many times. I used to go there every weekend in high school. Uh, it's six bucks to get over there, but I mean, it's the best beach around i think it's the most secluded there's nothing really going on it's not anybody partying it's nothing crazy it's very secluded very quiet a lot of fun yeah and that brings up a really good point right the total juxtaposition of the beaches on the east coast versus the west coast so on the east coast you're gonna have all the crazy waves you're gonna have a lot more population density too like the beaches get packed over there then on sanibel you're gonna have the nice quiet waters of the Gulf Coast and not a ton of people. Last time I was there, I felt like I was in the middle of nowhere. It was pretty yeah, awesome. It's crazy. And then even more down the road, Captiva is like even more less. Dense. I've never been to Captiva. We have to go. That's a lot of fun. So pretty. Awesome. So, all right, Megan, Sarah, who's next? We're, let's transport. If I had to pick a favorite, I would probably say Marco Island. If you haven't heard of Marco Island, it's a small island south of Naples filled with mostly elderly, but it's also <laughs> got a nice quiet beach. What I really like about that beach is that there are some small rocks around, along the shore that have a lot of little different creatures living on it. Uh, we think they're marsh crabs that you might be able to catch if you're real lucky and quick, and they're a lot of fun. They're tiny, and they're pretty much always there. to guarantee super to tiny. Some wildlife exposure. So, Meg, do you have any tips? I mean, people might be thinking, going to the beach, catching crabs, what's that about? Do you have any tips for someone that might want to catch their first crab on the beach? What you really want to do is find yourself a pokey stick. What? Pokey stick. What in the hell is a pokey stick? Floating in the water. They're tiny little, like, green sticks. I'm not sure where they come from. Some kind of plant. I think they're mangrove pods. Maybe they... mangroves. They might. That, that sounds right. Yeah. I should know that as a Floridian. <laughs> um, if you find one floating in the beach, which you're basically guaranteed to do, you can come to the rocks and you can poke into the little holes and the crabs will then run and then that's your chance to nab real quick. So find yourself a pokey stick, poke around, and you'll find a crab. Don't they, like, get you with their little, like, claws? They do. You want to grab their bodies from, like, behind so that the claws are, like, facing you. And you can get a good look at them right in the eyes, but they can't They can't claw you. <laughs> right in the eye. Uh, and then, of course, you name it. Uh, we accept names like Crabner and Crabatha. Any of those things will do. <laughs> Crabigail. Crabigail. <laughs> Another good one. Remember, we were with there with uh, Zoe and Lauren that one time, and Zoe, uh, Zoe destroyed her mermaid doll. Over by the Those are good times. Those are good times. Mm-hmm. So uh, just for anybody maybe that's not a native Floridian and, and you maybe interact with some wildlife on the beach, maybe find a cool shell and you come to find out that it has a living creature in it. What do you do? You poke it. Let it stick. No. No. You take a nice look at it. Maybe even get a picture and then put it back where it came from. Right where it came from safely. Never take live creatures away from the beach thank you that's our public service announcement give them a little kiss and then put them down that's it <laughs> all right sarah you're up where are you taking us 
Well, a couple of beaches that I love are local. Okay. Um, so we uh, live in the beautiful town of Naples, Florida. And I've actually was born and raised here. So um, I have a lot of fond memories at Clams Pass Beach. I don't know if you guys have ever gone. Yeah. Um, they have an awesome boardwalk with a nature trail on the way out there. Um, they have a nice snack shop out there and nice bathrooms to go to, which is kind of essential if you want to spend the day at the beach. Amen. And they have awesome seashells sand dollars and they have this really cool pass that you can swim against the current and I did that so much growing up I loved it so many good memories oh gosh that sounds like so much fun we I don't know Megan if you remember this but we went to Clams Pass once I think it was our first time going and so you mentioned that big long boardwalk right so we brought a cooler yeah (laughs) I know where this is going yeah (laughs) so we brought a cooler uh, full of ice and bait. We were going to try to fish from the shore. And if you, uh, this is a, another tip. If you are a Floridian, you are legally allowed to fish off the shore, from the shore, without a license. But if you're visiting, you do want to get your license. Just a tip. Uh, but we were going to try to fish off the beach. And we wanted to go nice and early. Because I've heard that's a good time to go fishing. I know literally nothing about fishing. And so we walked this cooler full of like a 20 pound bag of ice and bait and water. And it, my arms were burning. It literally by the end of it, we're like taking turns, pushing and dragging it. And then we come to find out that there's a nice little tram that you can take (laughs) from the parking lot. And it just starts passing us. And it was, I felt like survivor man. It was, it was really (laughs) terrible experience. By the time we got to the beach, we were like, forget it. (laughs) we're just gonna lay here yeah but so yeah so those are the kind of things you want to be aware of before you start schlepping all your stuff out to the beach what's the parking lot like how far is the beach from the parking lot like there's some spots on sanibel where it's a little bit of a hike you know when you park to and you know get to the beach especially if you've got like a cart or stroller or something like that so do your research or ask us because we well, know if the We've welcoming committee was there, she would have said hello and told <laughs> right. you how to get down there. Exactly. That's why we need you around. Just directing traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, all right. So this one was tough for me because my favorite place is Key West. But if you've been to one of the beaches on Key West, which is typically the one that when you search for Key West beaches that it'll send you to, it's called Fort Fort something, Fort, Fort Zachary Taylor State Park. And it says state park. So you'd think, oh, this is definitely somewhere I want to be, right? Uh, So yes, kind of. There's a lot of cool concessions. There's some nice places to snorkel. But the beach itself is not what you would think of as a beach. There's no sand. It's just seashells. It's pretty hard to get in and out of the water. And one time we actually got pretty severely dehydrated because it was so hard to get in the water that we didn't want to get out. So we just kind of stayed in the water all day and didn't hydrate. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Megan, did you get some Did you get some punch on you? <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. The watermelon pieces are delightful. We're having this conversation through Skype and I just saw Megan waterboard herself with watermelon. <laughs> And I'm 10 feet away from her and watching it happen. (laughs) But yeah, so my true favorite beach. Yeah, we'll give out dip bibs next time. 
would have to be Clearwater. I think the beaches there are just absolutely stunning. It has the white sand. It's so soft and it's always cool, even if it's a really bright, sunny day in the middle of summer. They have a pier there where they do a sunset celebration every single night. You can get henna, they got like street performers, super fun. And they have a lot of places right along the beach where you can just walk up, get a drink, go back out to the water. Super fun. Uh, so that's my favorite beach for sure. And you guys mm-hmm. haven't been? No. Um, no, I actually haven't. I, I was actually thinking all of us, you know, we've all been living, at least Steph hasn't isn't from Florida, but we've all been living in Florida for so long. None of us said Siesta Key. And it's crazy because like, that's like Key. the best be- That's like the best beach in the country. And I've never been there before. They're even doing a reality show about Siesta Key. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I like, feel like we sort. almost don't go to these crazy beaches because, I mean, I have one a mile and a half from my house, so it's just right, crazy. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. And sometimes, you know, they they can feel kind of like touristy, but that's almost fun because then you don't feel like you're at home, even though like you have a beach down the road. It's like a completely different vibe. And Siesta Key, I went there twice last year, two or three times. I went there once, just I had to go for work. And then another time we went to visit because I had so much fun. And they go hard. Like, they have a bunch of cool little clubs. It's called, um, like, Siesta or Key Village, I think. It's like a little area where they have a bunch of different bars and restaurants. And they have great live bands. Super, super fun time. It's not Key West, but uh, it'll do, for sure. Has anyone been to Venice Beach? I heard they have, like, the best dog beach you can find. I've been there, like, once. Like, very young, though. Yeah, it's pretty close to Siesta Key. Like, you could do both of them in a day. Uh, It's also known for its shark teeth. So if you get, like, the little, um, yeah. So we went to Venice because I wanted shark teeth. I heard you say earlier, Sarah, that you find sand dollars. I can't find sand dollars anywhere, and I've been looking for years. So you're going to have to help me out. But we went to Venice to try to collect shark teeth. And it's a whole thing. Like, you get these little, like, sieves that, like, drain the sand out. And then you try to look for teeth. I thought I found one, but I don't think it even was one. Uh, but it's definitely known. And people find them. It's crazy. And they sell they sell stuff um, at, like, little concession areas at the beach to help you find them. So it's, it's a whole thing. It's really cool. And, yeah, they do have a big dog beach and a really cool ice cream shop called venice avenue creamery mad flavors cool so what flavor did you get oh my god what flavor did i get i don't remember it is an important question i usually okay so if i'm gonna get ice cream normally you know how they'll give you like the the they'll like pack the cone and then do a scoop on top i like to get two different flavors because why i have just one when you can get two but i typically like some something like salty and chocolate that's what I, so if I were to guess, that's probably what I would have ordered. Salty chocolate. <laughs> Got it. Salty yeah. chocolate. Salty chocolate. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about some beach activities. Uh, I think a big reason a lot of people come to the beach, obviously you want to like lay out and stuff like that, but also snorkeling is pretty huge. So have you guys been snorkeling anytime recently? No, I have a mustache, so I can't. Yeah, think- we actually went snorkeling in Clearwater. Oh, really? Yeah, we Tell me about it. the manate- the manatee snorkeling. 
Oh yeah, but that was uh, that was Crystal River. Oh, Crystal River. Sorry. Yep. Nope. But that was awesome. Um, because beaches are cool, but there's also over 700 springs in the state. Uh, a lot of them will lead back to the ocean. Uh, but a spring is a great way to get your feet wet, so to speak, with snorkeling, because you're not going to get a lot of the waves or the tide that you're going to have to swim against, and you can just kind of chill. Uh, but there's a big difference between snorkeling here in the Gulf and then snorkeling in, on the East Coast or the Florida Keys. So let's go over some spots, and you guys can tell me if you've ever been. So snorkeling on the Atlantic coast, which is the East Coast, there's a lot of cool barrier rock um, areas along the beach uh, where what happens when you have the barrier rocks is stuff will come in, like, you know, sea creatures, things like that, and it'll offer a layer of protection. So you get a lot of sea life that doesn't have to worry about being, you know, on the bottom of the food chain and you don't have to worry about as a snorkeler getting assaulted with all the waves. Uh, and there's a really cool place called red reef park in Delray beach where I've heard you can even find little octopus guys swimming around, which is pretty cool. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you've ever found snorkeling? Ooh, I got one. I was uh, I was snorkeling I was snorkeling in fourth grade. We went to a, a place called Sea Camp. It's in the Florida Keys. I think it's on Monkey Key. I don't, I don't remember for sure. It was like a four day camp we went to. We learned about marine life. It was for our like biology class or marine biology class, and we went snorkeling every day. And that's so one fun. day One day I was like just swimming around. There was about twenty of us in the water, like really far out. It was it was a lot of fun. Right right at a reef, and. I looked down, like directly under me was a 12 foot nurse shark. Oh my gosh, that's my dream. Literally staring that at it. That is my dream. And oh. I was going crazy. I like brought everybody over. I'm like, look at what I found, look what I found, look what I found. And I had one of those old disposable uh, Kodak cameras. That oh you gosh, the, the ones where you stuff. like to turn the. Yeah, to turn it up, yeah. <laughs> and I only had a certain amount of pictures. And, and I you don't even know if you got my... the picture. Yeah, exactly. This was my last picture that i could take and i I was so excited waited a week to get it back and finally i got it back i got to the nurse shark and my finger was in front of the (laughs) i could see the tail i could see the tail and that was that's terrible so we didn't even know if this really happened well you can see the tail okay (laughs) proof of your finger yeah we'll get it no that's cool it was was awful but it was like it was the coolest thing ever i mean i've slammed a shark since then but it was like it was so cool like actually getting to like see one up close dude you know what's funny like so can you remember being a kid and swimming in a swimming pool and like you get psyched out and you feel like there's going to be a shark in front of you even though you're in a swimming pool and you get terrified does that ever happen to oh yeah else? i i was probably 14 when that stopped happening <laughs> it still happens to me but that's fine yeah. <laughs> i'm more thinking well, about just... gators being in florida than sharks well that can and that can actually but still you know it's not gonna happen in the pool like you got in the pool was there a gator when you got in? right <laughs> and it's crystal clear but for some reason you think there's gonna be some type of giant predator always thought it was a hammerhead shark though oh okay <laughs> no yeah, other sharks go always, to great a shark. always a hammerhead don't know why yeah but when i'm in the ocean for some reason i want to see a shark yeah like i I, uh, we go snorkeling in the keys a lot and i always want to see like a reef shark or a nurse shark and nothing cool yeah and when you see a tiger shark you panic 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might swim to it. I, the adrenaline might take over. Yeah, those. It, it's it's really, it's really insane when you actually see like a large animal that is bigger than you when that you're swimming with. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Cool story. Uh, what about you guys? What's the coolest thing you've seen snorkeling that you didn't expect? I went snorkeling on Sombrero Reef off of uh, Marathon Key. Oh, cool. And when we were swimming back to the boat, we basically made eye contact with a barracuda who was just hanging out under our boat. Oh, that's so cool. They get vicious, big. But he was chilling. That's awesome. Did it startle you? Absolutely, because he has, like, mouth open, and he's got his, like, teeth, you know? He looks mm-hmm. like like he's grilling me almost. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I saw a barracuda once uh, when we were snorkeling off Key West, and... It, I mean, it was giant. It had to be like six feet long at least. And it was just kind of like hovering there in the water. And this lady was going up to it, taking pictures of it. I don't think she had any idea that it could have ripped her hand off. And it was just chilling there. Nothing happened. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That reminds me, you said it was like hovering like that. Mm-hmm. It's so cool how like in Finding Nemo even, like they show like that barracudas just hover like. Yeah, they, they don't even really swim. They just kind of like hang there. Very menacing. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Have you ever been surprised snorkeling underwater? Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't in Florida, but um, it still I counts. The Bahamas, yeah. Oh, okay. And... It's this. We share the same water. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm in the Bahamas, and they have like this really cool shipwreck that you can snorkel around. It was oh, really yeah. fun. And I turn around, and there's this giant stingray, and my brother and I just look at each other, and you could see the white of our eyes through the goggles. We were just so freaked out. Oh, (laughs) gosh. How big was it? I mean, I would say now that it was humongous. It probably wasn't, but I just was startled. (laughs) Right. Yeah, they they get pretty big. And then you got manta rays, too. I've never really seen one in uh, the wild, but they get pretty big. We actually talked about stingrays on our last episode. We were working on building a touch tank in the backyard. Um, I know I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, I yeah we'll see. Actually the uh, stadium with the touch tank. Yeah, That's so yeah cool. I didn't know that. That's a good excuse to go to a baseball game. There you go. Exactly. with the stingrays. Yeah. Get your kids to go. Right. The stingrays. Then they're in. <laughs> stingrays and chicken tenders. What more do you need? <laughs> well, long hot dogs too. Right. Yeah, that's true. Hot dogs. All right, so uh, if you are coming to Florida or you just you live here and you're looking to go uh, somewhere just to snorkel, you really want to go to the Keys. Um, Key West has the largest barrier reef in this hemisphere. Uh, we always think about the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, but there is a huge reef off the coast of Key West where you can see sea turtles, sharks, barracuda, tons of fish, sponges. Uh, There's a ton of life out there. Uh, But you also have Bahia Honda State Park, which is beautiful. Have you guys ever been there? I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, well, it's pretty awesome. Uh, You can pass it on the way to Key West, even if you just get out and go for like a, you know, cool walk. It's some of the most beautiful uh, water that you can see take the drone out there uh, there's also john pennekamp coral reef state park have you ever seen the pictures of like that uh like jesus statue underwater yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty notorious oh, yeah. yeah if you're looking for snorkeling in the state and uh yeah and you can go out there you can also rent like if snorkeling is not for you or if you're not a strong swimmer while your friends snorkel you can get glass bottom uh kayak tours uh, or you can just go swimming. So it's a really cool place uh, to snorkel, especially if you don't want to drive all the way down to Key West. 
You know, I that reminded me when Sarah was talking about like a shipwreck that mm-hmm. she saw there. I was uh I was on Instagram a few months ago, and I saw that Florida Wildlife, whenever they get an abandoned boat or anything like that, they'll wait to see if it's claimed, and then they will actually sink it to the bottom of like the ocean to make an artificial reef for um for fish and stuff. That's awesome. I watched, I watched the video. I watched the live of them doing it. It was so cool. Yeah, they're like, also. They make those. Yeah, they're they're figuring out a lot of things to do for the coral reefs because you know that's the biggest part of the ecosystem. That's what creates everything that the little tiny feeder fish, uh, you know, eat. Where you know fish will hide from predators, and without our coral reefs, we really don't have an ocean. So they're they are starting to grow like little coral reef gardens underwater like if you take off a piece it'll grow back uh and that's really cool there's also a lot of stuff that you can do just yourself to help save the reef so a lot of people don't realize that sunscreen is a killer of coral reefs uh and we've posted a lot about that on our instagram Uh, so make sure if you're going swimming anywhere near a beach even uh two miles away from a beach, if you get that spray-on sunscreen, it can travel and it can kill all fish and birds and things like that. So uh, make sure you always get reef-safe sunscreen if you're going to be near the beach or make your own. You guys ever? I make my own. Do you? Uh, I'm crazy. Same thing with your baby powder too. Yeah. What's in it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple different ways you can do it. I really make a reef-safe tanning oil. So you want raspberry seed oil, carrot seed oil, coconut oil. Uh, A lot of natural oils have SPF just in them. So if you have really dark skin or you're trying to get a sick base tan going, coconut oil just naturally has 4 SPF. Uh, I believe carrot seed oil naturally has 30 SPF, but it's a lot more expensive like per ounce. Uh, And then you can get zinc oxide if you wanted to make more of like uh, a paste or a lotion that you're used to. But if you're handling zinc oxide, you have to wear a mask. You will burn your lungs. And I don't want to get blamed for that. But if it's on you, how is that safe? <laughs> well, because the powder is super fine. So if you inhale it, it will get in your lungs. But if you rub it on you, it's safe for your body. You just don't want to inhale it. I love how she like, closed her eyes and did this. She motioned uh, rubbing yeah. on her body. You guys <laughs> That's how I sunscreen myself. This is now bad. tight embrace. Cool. So... I think really important to talk about is what time of year you want to go to the beach. So I have two native Floridians and Sarah and I have both been here almost forever. So what is the best time of year in your opinion to go to the beach? Sarah's a native Floridian. That's what she talked about. Yeah. I said three. She said that often. (laughs) I'm obviously a terrible host. (laughs) I'm glad you guys are here keeping me on Thank track. Thank you, Anonymous. All right, so I have three native Floridians right here. What's the best time of year to go to the beach? In Florida, it's really any time. I think anyone who's not from here can come here when it's cold to us and have a great time at the beach. Honestly, I'd say the springtime because it's not – like before it starts to really rain, that's kind of when I like to go. Uh, because the summertime, like you got to leave by – Normally three two thirty three o'clock because it's gonna rain. So I'm, yeah, I, 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 I'm somebody that likes to stay out for a long time. So when I go to the beach, like I'm there the entire day, and I don't want to have to deal with rain. 
So, but it's, luckily, it's being spring. in Florida, it's still almost ninety degrees in December. So I mean, exactly. I was at, I was at the beach in December. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a super good point. Especially like I think sometimes it's nice in the winter to just walk the beach, you know, and it's not like an excruciating heat. Um, the only thing you want to be aware of is how much time you actually want to spend in the water. Uh, so typically 70 degrees to 75 degrees is what your body can tolerate. And then 80 and up is super comfortable and you can just run in without a problem. So depending on where you're going in the state or what time of year, those are the temperatures you kind of want to be aware of. You can always get a wetsuit if you wanted to go snorkeling and it was really cold. Like when we went to Crystal River just now, it was freezing cold, cold. but we were wearing wetsuits. We crammed ourselves into wetsuits. Sure of you and the wetsuit stuff. Yeah, that's pretty... You guys have been before. Supposedly when it's cold, that's when manatees are, like, really active. Do you feel like it made a big difference going when it was cold? Um, you know, we, so, we tried to go when it was colder to us, but I guess we still weren't quite in manatee season. Uh, what happens is the manatees are usually out in the ocean, and then when it gets colder, they come into the springs because the spring's temperature is I think 72 degrees year round. Uh, but that 72 degrees when it's 60 out is a lot colder than 72 degrees when it's 95 out. Um, so I think it was pretty much the same as when we had gone in like October. Uh, you hadn't been before, had you Sarah? No, no, no. Did you? So since that was your first experience, like, do you still think we went in January or November? We went in November. No, we went in like we February. Was it February? Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. I, time flies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but did, do you think it was worth it, even though it technically wasn't manatee season? Yeah, I mean, we the best time that we had looking at the manatees, they were basically underneath somebody's boat, at you know, outside of somebody's residence. Um, so we were just kind of watching them chill out under there. And I don't think that they would have been there if it weren't as cold as it was, but Mm -hmm. like you said, it could have been colder, which I could not even imagine. (laughs) And I bet they would have flocked in, but, um, I mean, we got up close and personal. It was fun. Yeah, no, it was definitely a good time. And you're right. I think if it was any colder, it wouldn't be as enjoyable. Cool. All right, guys, we're going to come up to our very first tips and dip segment. Tips and dip. Tips and dip. Tips and dip. Mmm, tips and dip. Tips and dip. Tips and dip. Tips and dip. Alright, so tips and dip. When you're packing for vacation, you can't bring everything, right? Like if I think about my beach setup, you could put in a trailer. There's a lot of stuff going on. But if you're traveling, that's not really realistic. So I want you to pretend that you can only bring three items to the beach. Only three. Tell us. What's your tip for packing for the beach? Nice beach chair. For That's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm somebody that likes to sit at the beach. I remember on spring break, all my friends, you know, went out to the beach to go party and stuff. None of them brought a chair. I went to the sports authority and I bought a chair and I brought myself one and everybody wanted my chair. I always bring a beach chair, a nice little Yeti cooler because I need to keep my drinks cold. And I guess the third one's gonna be the drinks in the cooler nice um that's gonna be the three for sure that i need uh just to have a good time just to chill and not worry about anything else 
Awesome. I think those are solid choices, especially the chair. Because sometimes, you know, I see people like on a towel and that's like, okay. But if you want to get to like major ultimate relaxation, you get in a chair, you're good to go. You can stay there all day. And then you can also use the Yeti cooler as a chair too, if you need to. Oh, that's if you true. Have else. That is true. They're pretty hardy. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? I definitely agree that you need a chair. It's just not the same. Um, also recommend an umbrella because Florida sun gets very, very hot. You're going to need the relief. You really are. You don't have to keep it open the whole time, but definitely bring it. Uh, and also a little plastic fishbowl. You might not think about this, but if you get a little fishbowl, put some water in it, grab some seaweed, shake out the seaweed, critters often come out. I'm a big fan of critters, if you couldn't tell yet. And you'll find them in seaweed. You'll find them in the sand. Check it out. What's the craziest thing you found with your little seaweed adventures? I mean, I know I found tiny little fish. I've also found sand fleas. Oh, I hate sand fleas. You might not fleas. be familiar with sand fleas. The Google them. They're kind of gross oh, looking. They're just they're bugs from the water. They're kind. disgusting. They are, they are so basically water bugs. Water bugs. Oh. Yes. But it's still fun to find. You can be like, hey, I found a Florida sand flea. There's nothing fun <laughs> Very about exciting. That. Riveting. <laughs> yes, you can find sand fleas. All right, Sarah, you're up. What are you bringing to the beach? Only three things. So I burn so easily that I absolutely need my reef safe sunscreen. Yep. Um, and then water, water, water for sure. Gotta hydrate. The whole time. Um, and then what was my third? Oh, a wireless speaker. Oh, good one. Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good one. Because if you've ever been on the beach and you're trying to play music out of your phone and it's windy, it's just, you're just teasing yourself. Don't even bother. No, that's awesome. You can even get like some waterproof speakers or we have one that clips right to our, our umbrella. It's awesome. Super good idea. Gosh, I totally agree. You have to have water because if you're out and it's hot, my, you can dehydrate really fast. Like I told you about the time we got pretty dehydrated. So definitely bring water. Especially while drinking the alcohol that I'm asking to bring. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, definitely, gosh, I don't know. This is hard. I didn't know you guys were going to ask me. All right, you need some water. You need maybe like, okay, if you were going with a group, it might be cool to bring like, um, I can remember going to the beach in high school and we would play frisbee and stuff. You know, you can get like rowdy, like frisbee or football or something. Um, and gosh, I think my phone, because I think it's cool. Like you never know what you're going to find. So if Megan is bringing her little tank and she finds like a shrimp or something, I'm going to snatch a picture of that. Uh, and then I can use my phone to pair up to Sarah's speaker and we can uh, call for an Uber when Garrett drinks too much out of his cooler. And we're set. <laughs> so, I think phone is a cop-out step. Oh, come on. Is it, though? Everybody, Everybody brings, brings their, their phone. phone. I don't know. That's true. Everybody's packing their phone. All right. Maybe I'll bring a snorkel mask then. What about a GoPro? Mmm. Underwater camera. That is a good one. Okay. So that's kind of that kind of took my phone one to the next level. <laughs> I appreciate you, Megan. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, all right. So, moving on. I did a lot of research for this episode because I know what my favorite beaches are, but I wanted to see when you're searching for where to go, 
what the internet says the best beaches are. So I went to the Travel Channel and found the top 10 Florida beaches. We're going to see which ones you're like, "Mm, I, I disagree, or which ones you're like, absolutely, that's the one I would go to. So we've got Key West, Clearwater, Sanibel, Captiva, Palm Beach, Siesta Key, Naples, South Beach, Delray Beach, and Atlantic Beach. So which ones would you add and which ones would you take away? Well, if you're looking for ratchetness, I'd add Fort Myers Beach. <laughs> I was going to say that, you know. Fort Myers Beach is pretty ratchet. <laughs> it's a it's wild fun. time it, for sure. It's a, it's a good beach. It's, I mean, it's just a bunch of dumb high schoolers and dumb college kids. But if you find the right spot on the beach that's not near the Lonnie Kai, you're having a really good time. And they have really, really good resorts there. And you can people mm. watch. Great place to people watch. Very That's what I was going to say about South Beach, though. I mean, the people watching yeah. at South Beach is nuts. Oh, my God. You get to see people working out. You get to see what you don't want to see. You get to see <laughs> models in the water. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, you get a little of everything. Okay. What Was there anything else that you would add? Well, um, I was thinking Destin. I'm surprised yeah, Destin Beach wasn't one. on there. Yeah, that's a big one. That We have that on our list of places that we got to go, but it's so far of a drive. So you've been a couple times, right, Sarah? I've only been once, but, you know, they try with their Key West vibes. It's a little slower pace, so it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But, uh, I mean, they're, like, known for how gorgeous their beaches are. Yeah, that was, like, the second most place that people went on spring break for my college. We went to either uh, Gulf Shores or uh, Destin, Florida. There's also this place there that's called Crab Island. Have you guys heard of this? No. 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 I'm intrigued. Yeah, of course. I know Megan's all ears. Uh, so Crab Island, uh, it's not a place where you catch crabs. I mean, I guess in theory it could be because of the audience that participates. But it's a place <laughs> where uh, everybody just kind of goes and you have to have like some type of watercraft. It's like a big sandbar. And so you can either go in a boat or go in tubes or kayaks. and Everyone just goes and parties. And it's like thousands of people that go out to this uh, sandbar. And if you Google it, it looks awesome we should get a crab island trip going do it Ooh, another honorable mention is uh key waden because key waden has the food boats basically food trucks that's true yes uh we took a pontoon boat out to key waden late last year and it was awesome kind of the same vibe like everyone just kind of goes out to this place (laughs) are you literally looking up crab island right now yeah i am he's in i was expecting something weird but it's it's pretty cool yeah, so we need to get that. So is there anything you would take off this list? Or say skip it? I mean, I think Naples Beach is just kind of like very broad. Because there's yeah. multiple beaches in Naples Beach. Like, that's like it's not just Naples Beach, you know? Um, I don't think there's anything that makes Naples Beach special. But yeah. what about the Marco sunsets? Island? Marco okay. Island is not on here. Yeah, yeah I think... Is- to me, like, the sunset on Naples Beach is, like, one of the most beautiful sunsets that I've ever seen almost every night. I can see a sunset on the Caloosahatchee River, and it's gorgeous. <laughs> I think I think Marco Island's better than Naples Beach. Yeah, that's pretty. 
Yeah. All right. So we'll take Naples off there because we've seen it. We're over it. We're bored. Yeah. We're, we're done. We're done. With All right. That. I also think for like the same reasons you already said that Key West is not like a beach you want to go to if you've never been to a beach before. Oh yeah. If that's why you're going, don't go. If you want to go for any other reason, you're making the right decision. <laughs> but yeah, definitely not. Uh, I wouldn't go just for the beach. I'm still okay. looking at Crab Island right now. It's insane. Yeah, it looks really awesome. I'm also looking at Crab Island. If anyone's <laughs> ever been, please tell us about it. Yeah, please let us know why we want to go to Crab Island and what we want to do while we're there. Ice cream boat there. I was researching beaches and I saw that Amelia Island, they let you yeah, ride horses Amelia on Island's the beach. Great. Ooh, that they looks let you fun. Ride horses on the beach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Have you been there, Garrett? Uh, no. Amelia Island, oh. no. I've heard of Amelia Island. I've been to Anna Maria Island. Okay. Just like you have to go up 75 and then you have to make a, essentially a U-turn to get there. If you didn't have to do that, it would take like maybe 30 minutes from Fort Myers to get there. But it takes about almost an hour and a half. But it, it's beautiful. My friend used to have a house there. We used to go there every summer. Um, that's not on there either, which is peculiar. Mm. Cool. Seriously, when are we going to Crab Island? I keep looking. <laughs> they have like float obstacle courses. I'm so in. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely tear something, but I'm in. All right, we'll put a trip together. Tear something. All right, guys. So uh, before we go, real quick, walk me through your favorite, most wonderful beach memory. I'm not going first. You put me <laughs> on the spot. Megan, what's your favorite beach memory? I mean, being from Florida, I have countless beach memories, countless. Um, as a little girl, I really enjoyed digging a super deep hole that would get like all sloshy and filled with water and then just burying myself in it. <laughs> a weird one, but a great one. A classic. That as a child, good. it's an easy way to entertain them. Just bury them. Gosh, that is hours and hours of fun, isn't it? Digging holes by yourself and burying yourself in <laughs> And what's great, see, I am not a native Floridian, so if you go to the beach anywhere else, you can dig forever. And there's no end. But when you dig a hole in Florida, since we're at sea level, you know how you dig and you get to the point where you start to find water? Yeah. It's yeah, that's when fine. you know you've been successful. Yeah. So def- yeah, definitely digging holes at the beach is a good time. Um, I mean, I've had so many beach memories. I mean, every last week of school, my friend would have his birthday weekend. And his family had like a timeshare at the Pink Shell, uh, Where's that? Fort Myers Beach. Fort Myers Beach, and this, it's this huge, like I guess condominium resort slash condominium. Uh, and we would just go there for the entire weekend. Go to the beach. Go to the go to the pool. I mean, every single every single summer when I was in elementary school, we went there, and that was probably my best memory because it was like my best friends that I still talk to today. Like just the best times. We got stung by stingray fun. while there one time. Really? Like, yeah. Like my wow, I've almost stepped on him before. Yeah, it, it's ups and downs there, but it was it was always <laughs> so much fun. That's cool, man. All right, well, Sarah. You're I, up. Yeah, I feel like the Fourth of July every year, just watching the fireworks from. I don't go to the pier because it's a little crazy, but I'll go to any <laughs> yeah. beach nearby and just watch, and it's just the best every year. It is pretty magical being able to be at the beach or near the beach and watching the fireworks. That's pretty cool. I love fireworks. <laughs> yeah. They're like one of my and favorite I mean, they things. really do it up. Yeah, they, yeah do. they go hard. And can't you like tune in on a certain channel and like you hear the music 
queued up with the fireworks or something? I think I don't so. Know. No, I I'm always at the I... beach, so. <laughs> right. Fort Myers Beach always like because it's two bridges to get to Fort Myers Beach, like it's its own thing, and they close after a certain amount of time. So if you don't get off the beach right after the fireworks, you're you're done. Yes, that's true. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're stuff. You Fort live Myers there beach now. <laughs> that's I just funny. remember like racing out of there after the fireworks. Cool. So I I feel like Megan. I have a million beach memories. It would be hard to pick just one. But uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention that one of my fondest beach memories was on Clearwater Beach. It's actually where I got engaged. And, uh, you know, I talked about the sunset celebrations that they do there. And I love Clearwater so much. Uh, And it was that day was one of the ugliest days on Clearwater that I've I've ever been been to. I tried (laughs) tried to time it for sunset and it was so cloudy and overcast. But the Hilton there that's right on the beach uh, they made it up to us and they got us a bunch of champagne and we've been a couple of times since and they always hook it up and help us celebrate. So definitely recommend uh, staying there. It's a pretty awesome resort. So now it's time for all of our friends to play along with us at home and join in on the fun as we do this week's Day in Paradise trivia question. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty exciting. All right, so you are entering to win our Just a Day in Paradise sticker pack, which represents some of our favorite places in Florida. So here we go. Located almost 70 miles west of Key West, this national park is the gateway to the Western Caribbean. Only accessible by boat or seaplane, the park is a collection of seven remote islands, as well as one of the largest 19th century forts in the country. Early on, Spanish explorers used this high-tech sh- or high-traffic shipping channel through the Atlantic Ocean and Gulf of Mexico. The fort was built between 1846 and 1875 to protect the shipping routes. Today, it's a marvel with decorative brickwork and 2,000 acres. If you think you know what it is, let us know on Twitter at the Dip Crew. We will select one winner at random and shout you out on our Instagram story. Good luck. Do you guys think you know what it is? Nope. Not at all. Meaning no. Really? Okay. We, we did a good one then. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to just a podcast in paradise. We know you have the choice of travel podcasts. And we thank you for choosing to travel with us. We would love if you would subscribe and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed your time with us today. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Just Take a Dip for daily updates on what's happening around Florida. You can even check out our YouTube channel at Just a Day in Paradise for destination ideas, unboxing things you might want to bring on your trip, and copycat recipes for some of our favorite places in paradise. We are wishing you and your friends and family just a little bit of sunshine wherever you are, and we hope to see you in paradise soon. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Killed it. Another one for the books. Good job. It did. It did. It felt better than last time. Of course it did, Megan, because it's easier. Every time it's going to get easier, Meg. Cool. Dude.